0: Hey, you're back. Well, then I welcome you to the Dipped in Butter program with Cap and Wes.
1: Get your dumb ass on this fucking horse so we can take this picture.
0: And the best lines are right here with podcast released each and every Tuesday. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Tuesday, Thursday, next week. Whatever day that is that you listen to podcasts and you fire those things up in your phone and get caught up on whatever listenerships that you attend and frequent, we're happy to have you here. Uh, This is the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. I'm not sure if I said that part already, but I digress. I'm excited to be here. My man's across from me is excited to be here. This is episode officially 199. This is going to be extra tight. What's going on, my guy? That's Wes with no T. That's Forever Young 89. That's the motherfucking goddamn glue on the socials. Downstairs, they call him New Daddy around here. That's the producer extraordinaire. That's the editor-in-chief. That's my friend. That's your friend. That's our guy. That's Mr. Light Skin with the light eyes with the progressive lifestyle. Style, what's going on my guy how are you man
1: with the progressive lifestyle what does that even mean in 2020? You know, but i feel I like, feel like
0: that insinuated something that i didn't mean that, that. yeah I might that's, not, not, what I that's I not what i meant i understand
1: i understand what your intention was i know because you love me you meant it in a good way um yeah, but i don't I, I don't know if i can agree with that but you know it, you know it is what it is um i've also come to the um i've also come to the revelation here 199 episodes later that um it's not <clears throat> it's not the potting on Monday that bothers me so much because I'm not going to, we're not starting that same. Way. You figured it out. Okay. It. I figured it out. No, you figured it out. Not that I have to pot on Mondays. It's that I have to pod after I already worked nine hours on mm-hmm. Monday. So one of these mm-hmm. things got to go. And we've been trying to put our <laughs> job for a long time. So, like, we just got to run that campaign back up. But I digress, or I try not to digress, you know, too far in any of that. Um, with my guy across from me that is Katakay with two Ts on into that thing. You can catch my man over at YouTube.com slash Dip the Butter program where... I that shit might just need to get pulled down at this point, bro. Like I hope no I hope the views aren't still going up over there. I hope the comments are not still being added to. That. that shit's just older. That probably like dates to 2021 or something like that at this point. Who knows? But don't go there because you can come here um each and every Tuesday um where podcasts are placed because that's where this one goes, the Dipping butter program. My guy, you know, he's the 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 um the creator and the host of this motherfucking thing that we do each and every goddamn Tuesday. Cliffhanger, you know what I'm saying? Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, he is referred to as uh, Big Money out of Chicago and San Francisco. That's East Coast and West Coast or Midwest, depending on if you're from around them parts. They might, Somebody might cuss me out if I call Chicago East Coast. Um, but I don't give a fuck about none of that neither. Um, big Money over in both of them places, Slim Jim right here on the pod, G-Y-M. My nigga and yours, what's popping?
0: Man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to be here. My spirits are uplifted. Uh, I had a good weekend and a good past week. I I actually was looking forward to coming in here and asking you how you're doing because Uh I know your kids started school last week like we talked about, and I don't know if that's anything exciting for you now. Like, Also, with the kids going to school and then you having the baby in the house, like, Uh is that a different dynamic that we need to talk about? Because I I know the baby ain't that new. But maybe it's like a reminder that, hey, when the kids, you know, get dropped off in the drop off line, we come home, we still got one kid still lingering around sure. this
1: motherfucker. Like Yeah, nah. It's 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 definitely that situation. Like I say, it's um, you know, they've been back in school, like this will be their first full week going back. But even them couple days like already let me know, you know, some some scheduling things that I gotta change up. Whereas, you know what I'm saying, when they was home, I could, you know, I could turn the PlayStation on mad early. You know what I'm saying? I get to the PlayStation <laughs> mad early. But, like, that's because I can wake up and, like, just be home for the day while I, you know, I didn't have to go do that transport thing. But now I got to do a transport thing that takes, you know, at least an hour, hour and a half out of my day now. So, like, I got to come back and diligently work before I turn on the PlayStation. So the PlayStation, you know, on time has just got pushed back. Um We still try to get to that throughout the day. But. I don't have so much time to be fucking around with that cuz again there their shit going on. Um so now that they leave like you say it does, you know, does leave one child still left in the house and um he's just becoming more of a handful, I guess is the best way that I can put it. Like, you know, he's doing the the grab on everything, move around type uh, of situation like yeah, he's knocking everything down like anything he can get his hands on, he kind of doing that. So it's a um it's a rotation, you know what I'm saying, between me and my wife, so he'd be up here a little bit, he'd be downstairs a little bit, like, he tends to, like, to come downstairs and terrorize me, but then, like, fall asleep, so it, like, works for the both of us, you know what I'm he saying? he just fuck man. up
0: your morning and then check out.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's just, a, um, you know, it's just, it's just choreography, you know what I'm saying, trying to figure out the new routine, but it's not like we, not used to, like, say, the baby is the only, like, a new piece of it, but, like not that he's self-sufficient, but we believe in subtle neglect around here as well. So like... No, you know,
0: hold Tim. on. Hold on. <laughs> back back the truck up a little bit and let's take a little bit of the packages off of that UPS. Like, <laughs> I do think that that's important to talk about. Like, we have a responsibility as dads and black dads and shit to mm-hmm. kind of articulate some of that shit for the listeners that don't really got get it yet or ain't dads yet. That's an important point to make. Like, knowing the difference between neglect and letting them just be all right or letting them yeah. fend for themselves. Yeah. Like, that's an important thing. And I think you, I think parents can set, like, a bad precedent if they don't get an understanding mm-hmm. on what their plan about that is going to be early. Like, if you become an early adopter to, I'm just going to flex or flinch every time the baby make a weird sound, you can be setting yourself up for all kinds of shit down right. the
1: road. Yeah, so, no, like, is that just a natural
0: it. thing for you to just, like, adapt into your personal your personal personality and demeanor, or is that something that you and your wife had to talk about? Like, look, we ain't going to be just fucking jumping up every time the baby make a. Mm. I mean,
1: I mean, th- I think it's just natural. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not my wife's first kid. It's not the first kid sure. I've been around or raised or anything like sure. that. So like, that just comes along with the territory and they all be different. But like, I don't want to call my son a crybaby, but like, he don't know how he fucking kn- else to communicate right now. Like, right.
0: He-, he know how to talk. He know yeah, how to talk already. Cry is all name. I
1: got, and I don't even—it's not uh-huh. even a cry, bro. It cracks me up for real, frill. Real. Like I'm, it's a complaint. I, like, my son just knows the cry cadence, and he just knows uh-huh. the cry cadence is supposed to move people. And like, uh-huh. if it if it don't move you, like that might move him to real tears. But like, that's gonna come after a while. But initially, he 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 don't know how to talk. So that's the best way that he know. He want to say something, but he can't. Uh-huh. Like, so well, essentially.
0: So Taking it back to what you just said about playing the game and you're pushing back your mm-hmm. PlayStation time, essentially your son has found out that the shotgun spread offense works and he's just only running shotgun spread offense. All,
1: That's all, the all the it really boils down going, to. Like, right why to bother running Mary.
0: calling a run play when I know this pass play is going to get me yeah. seven to eight yards?
1: Yeah, I know this is going to work. Or, like, sometimes, you know, if, if my wife put him in a high chair down there and gave him some food and turned this shit on on YouTube, like – that might that might earn you like 15 or 20 minutes. But then after that, like, he ready to get up out of there. Like, he want to see somebody. Mm, like, he, you know what I'm really? saying? He needs to co-mingle. So, like, down there in my little office space, you've seen the front of my house. So, sure. where you, the you know, where the where the office and the steps and the what you bathroom. What do call it? foyer? Yeah, a foyer. Kinda, yeah, Is that foyer, a foyer? That, that's what that's called. My God. I wasn't even in sure. the foyer. I'm going to go with that. In the foyer area um you know there's that opening right there to the living room so we kind of like have taken his little pen and like i've kind of like wedged it right there and we got mm-hmm. a gate on the steps so like wedge the thing right there so he can't get into the living room close the gates to the steps so he can't get on the steps close the bathroom door so now he just has like the four year space in my office yeah, he's got to move area. around and do his thing mm-hmm. i'm p- totally fine with the subtle neglect right there because ain't nothing you can fuck with or it's my stuff and like I could bro, I could show you a picture of my office right now. I'm telling you, the baby came home from school, and she was like, "What happened over here? Like, <laughs> what your brother is- just be over here doing his thing?" And like, who am I to clean it up? Because it's just motivation for him to come back and tear it right up all over again. It's so his I, usually, area too. I usually pick it up in the morning before you come down, and then you know we'll we'll it'll look that. like Beirut by the t- by the night ends. So it's a um,
0: it's an interesting thing because like they go from the transition of you just kind of put them in the car carrier, like the same carrier know. that you set them in. The car with but you're at home and you put them in that carrier and you just turn them where they can see everybody
1: right bro that yeah, transition
0: yeah, yeah. from that right. mode to like okay now i gotta like put a gate here a shoebox there i gotta put a curtain in front of the electrical socket and then i just let them go well,
1: it's it's weird because when we're out like i'm trying to think when we went to i mean it was only a couple months ago and he was still i don't even want to call him a baby then but like He's cool when we go out, like, sitting in the car seat and just being. Like, he'll sit there for as long as, you know what I'm saying, until he feel like. It. And then he might start tripping in. That's like, all right, I want to get out. Like, all right, I'll let you out. I feel you, bro. Like, he, because he can get hot real fast, too, bro. Like, I can understand. He might got shit going. Well,
0: it's 100 right, goddamn degrees.
1: Yeah let's, yeah, let's get you out of there. Let's figure out what's going on. Um, But in the house, bro, he is an Olympic crawler, fam. Like, and he's <laughs> damn near figured out. Like, he'll grab, like, a piece of paper or, like like, I got T-shirts and bags around here and shit. He'll take that shit and use them on his hands, bro. And he'll, like, fly across it, bro. No shit. Just, I literally want to take my son to halftime at a basketball game to do the baby crawl. And all I got to do is just offer him, man, he would wash these babies, dog. Like, what's the prize? Like, what do we get? Do we get scholarships, <laughs> I just want to know to what we get run? when we leave here. Yeah, I just want to know what we get. I know we're going to win. Like, we can come right in, Jordan style, rip the sweats off right in the game. <laughs> come on, son. And he's going to beat the rest of the babies, hands down. That's wild.
0: Bro, like, yeah. neither one of my babies was big crawlers. Like, they could crawl, but they wasn't, like, big crawlers. Bro, like, they, neither one of them was super advanced on the crawl game.
1: I feel like I've never seen this in my life. My son literally has bruises on his knees from all the crawling around the hill. Oh, he got, right now, He's he got places to be. He's out of here. He sure. moves so fast, bro. Like, if I put him down and I need to, like, you got to move. Like, if you got to if you got to move, you got to move because he on your ass. And he'll, be, and he'll be standing at your legs before you know it. And, he, and now you're kidnapped. Now you're held hostage.
0: So, is he fucking up like the the midday Tuesday slow emails? We can maybe sneak off into the closet and get a little like afternoon delight in. Is he fucking that up for y'all yet? Or is it just
1: um, like, yeah. not really? How
0: old do babies got to be before they fuck that up? Like, did we talk about this before? Is this a previous topic we've already discussed about like how old your kids can be before I mean, you can't just let them look think, at you fucking no more?
1: <laughs> I don't think we talked about that, but that isn't. I've been meaning
0: subject. to. I've been um, see, I it.
1: think right of course I mean right now we can get away with it I think it's when they like of course you don't gotta wait until they like catch you fucking but it's like when they catch you and they stare and it's like All when, right, they, can po- when in- they
0: point at you it's over
1: yeah. yeah 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 you're too involved or like you just gotta know like if you if you you know shit you just gotta understand the risk factors associated with your household and understand what you need to do and if you gotta start like screaming at the door no before a kid come in then you probably got to wait a little later like we probably yeah it's time to start setting up ago. date nights yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. totally understand my my weekend was interesting i'll tell you right <clears throat> let's start right at the top of my interest because i, I want to share some things with you if you don't mind if you of care course. to hear it if you want to hear about your friend <laughs> i have some things i want to share first of all like okay so I've been needing an oil change for my car, not needing it in the sense that like my car was running funny, but the numbers mm-hmm. on my dashboard was telling me it was about time. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to do good about my car to where like, I've been doing this, me and my wife have been trying to do this thing where we take our kids to Kia to get mm-hmm. them service. Like we're not taking them to Jiffy Lube and shit to get the oil change. Like we're going to just take them to Kia. We're going to build a rapport with Kia. So if something go wrong. We got all the backlogs with Kia mm-hmm. so we can say Kia, what the fuck did y'all do? Because y'all the last ones under the hood, right? Right, right. Well, unfortunately, sometimes that don't necessarily work out because my key is like 45 minutes to an hour away and they take everything by appointment. They're always super busy. And sometimes you just want to get your oil changed while you pick up some spicy nuggets from Wendy's, Mm -hmm. right? Like sometimes you don't want to make a whole day of it. Sometimes you just want to like get this done real quick while you go pick up milk. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So- this past weekend, I said, fuck Kia. I'm not doing it this week. I'm taking my shit to Walmart service center. They're going to mm-hmm. put some air in my tires. They're going to give me the standard for $40. And while I'm here, I'm going to go, you know, peruse the little kids, uh, clothing section and get a couple of shirts that camera needs for school. Cause I had a mm-hmm. dual effort this day. I needed mm-hmm. two things to be accomplished. I didn't want to go to Kia and go to the mall. Like I could have knocked two things out in one store way closer to my house, so I'm like, this is what we're doing today. I'm not fucking with all that, right? so I went and took care of it, <clears throat> dropped in my car, they got it serviced, and stuff like that. Now, I think people like you and my friends at work or my friend people within the inner circle of my life that know me well, I sometimes think y'all think I'd be joking when I say I'm not a driver. Right. Remember when I was telling you about like my conundrum about driving to Albuquerque Mm -hmm. to have the daughter day with Cameron and and going to Chuck E. Cheese and driving back and how worried I was about that, Mm -hmm. because I know me like I'm just not a driver. And it's not that I can't drive well. I can drive well just in short spurts. I can't drive well in long durations because I lose focus. It's not that like. All of a sudden, my ability to drive starts diminishing. I lose focus. I start like daydreaming. I stop paying. My, my focus don't be as sharp the further my outing is. Even if I'm not behind the wheel, like where I went to get my oil change was 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. I spent 45 minutes shopping and then 30 minutes coming back. So do the math on that. That's a little under two hours of me being alone in the world without my wife. Mm-hmm. People that are listening to that might, that might not sound like that's a big deal, but I am way too codependent on my wife and my family to be away from them by myself that long. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I got the oil change. I got the cute little pink and yellow shirts, threw them in the bag, completely cleared out the clearance section for these shirts that she ain't going to do nothing but rip and get pizza sauce on. So we was looking good. Grabbed a little bottle of wine for date night later. Got all my little errands taken care of. Started up my car started heading back up the hill to my house, right? Because you know I live up a mountainside. You've been there. You've seen it now.
1: Literally up the side of a mountain.
0: Well, I was almost home. bro. Mm-hmm. I was almost home. Like I start, you know when you're almost home and your body starts like knowing you're almost home and you start relaxing? Well, I already halfway don't be paying attention when I drive because I'll be having oh a podcast God. on. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking out the window at the sunset. And I was almost home like I was my car was starting to like do that 45 degree angle because I'm going up the mountain and shit. And I'm almost there. And I started like getting over into the next lane to the left of me because I wanted to be in kind of the faster lane to hug those corners a little bit tighter as I'm winding around my mountainside because you've been here. You know what winding around that mountain is like. You want to be in the right lane for that. You don't want to just be whipping around all crazy. Am I wrong?
1: No, you're correct.
0: I went ahead and got over. This was like kind of late, early in the evening to where there was not many cars around. There was no cars out. It was maybe like two or three other than me. So flicked my blinker on real quick and went ahead and got over. Well, as I was getting over, I kind of turned my head around a little bit to my left because my scenery to, out of my left peripheral wasn't as it normally looks when I get over. I saw a bunch of red in my peripheral. I was like, red? Ain't mm-hmm. no red scores to my left. I turned my head and I realized that I had almost run a car completely off the road because I did not check my blind spot before I got over. Yes. Because you ever been driving on the same road for so long, you are you know every car that's around you.
1: You, should. you know what I'm saying? Like
0: I, I, I haven't had to look at you my should. mirror in like 30 miles because I know everybody that's around me. I've been on the same road for an hour. I know I don't know where this car came from, Wes. And when I say that. <laughs> I want to be careful when I say that because I'm not blaming the other car. This was right. 100% my <laughs> fault. Like, as soon as I realized what happened, I had a mini heart attack and I realized this is my fault. Like, they didn't even honk at me, which I felt horrible about. Like, I just knew they was about to lay on their horn because when I looked back and saw the car that I had almost completely run off the road, they was all, their car was in oncoming traffic trying to avoid Jesus. me hitting it was that bad, bro. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" I, like I immediately see the car—it's a red Nissan. I'm like, "Oh my god! I can't believe I almost just crashed! Like I almost ran them off the road. I almost crashed my car. That was almost really, really bad." They was so in- again. I'm not shooting myself, bail. I made a mistake, but I did not see this car, bro. Like I could not believe this car was that hidden in my peripheral vision. Like I couldn't see shit, bro. So I immediately went back. They went back and, you know, they do the move where they, like, go completely around you and get away, Mm -hmm. which I don't blame. I'm like, please get get away away from me. I don't trust me either, so you shouldn't trust me. Go ahead and take your car and your family and get on away from me, right? (laughs) As we're going up the hill, you know I live in a small town, so I'm already thinking, like, man, this is probably somebody I work with. It's Mm -hmm. definitely somebody I'm Mm going to see again. This is a red Nissan. I'm going to see this car again. So you know me, bro. For one, I'm a classic overthinker. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm sensitive because I understand this is my fault. Like, I'm not even going to try to bend this story when I get home and tell my wife, like, can you believe somebody just kind of like was riding my bumper and trying to like run me off the road? This was all my fault. Mm-hmm. So as I'm getting up the hill, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, it would be nice if like we were stopped at the same red light and I could like run motion and to and roll down the windows, so I can <laughs> profusely apologize to them. I really wanted to apologize because it was my fault. And it was a huge mistake and I could have cost them their life. Like the further and further I drove up the hill, the worse and worse I started to feel about this because I'm like, I could have really killed them. Cause they had to go into oncoming traffic. What if a fucking truck was coming and they fucking, you know what I mean? Head on collision. That would have been my fault. The more and more I'm thinking about it, the more horrible I'm feeling. And I'm like, man, I really got to like make my best effort to pull up next to this car and show them, like, give them prayer hands through the window or something. Like, get, let them know that I'm not the asshole that's going to, like, make it their fault. I want them to know I understand I fucked up. You're killing me. Is this wrong? Like, am I okay so far other than the horrible mistake I made by not checking my blinds side.
1: I mean, yeah, like you didn't check your blind spot because you were in a daze from driving. I was in, <laughs> you were in a daze from driving. Too long. Mom, I was
0: not paying attention. <laughs> like, I was not paying attention. It's just the yeah, fact you that were, you had it. I yeah, you were a full
1: blown retard driver. Didn't check your <laughs> didn't check your blind spot for the only other. You would have been one of them niggas in the only like two cars to ever be built in one town. Like, y'all would have gotten into an accident and it would have 100% been your fault. Um, I feel like maybe they shouldn't have gone in, the, in you know oncoming traffic maybe they didn't have I feel like maybe they had opportunity to go to the other side I don't know, you know how
0: many options they had when they, bro. When they got
1: away road. when they got away from you they went on the other side so they probably could have just went on the other side anyways um but I think you know you're you're killing me trying to like you're this is this is the overthinking part like you should have after they like got off and got around you and you was like yeah bro get away from me because I'm terrible should I, I just left it there and, there and not even try to you should, like yeah, apologize should left it there for sure or really? you should have turned or you should have turned into speed racer and like caught up with him and tried to get him to <laughs> hands, like, and blue back really scared them. the fuck out of him yeah
0: <laughs> so well let me ask you this because I'll be honest with you I was making my best efforts to try to catch up to him and like be at the same red light so I could like tell him, oh my god I'm so sorry i take full responsibility are you okay like my bro, heart is bro, racing this, i know you gotta be an racing.
1: we didn't get an accident well, it was, but it could have been responsibility no well, bro, we don't have to well, exchange no information
0: well maybe you maybe you'll feel better about this part of the story so <laughs> we get into town the second traffic light of the only three in town uh we actually did have the opportunity to pull kind of close to each other we wasn't side by side but we was kind of like Caddy corner adjacent to where I could see who I was dealing with. And I'm like, okay, I might have an opportunity to kind of like wave and flag them down and tell them, get mouth to them, I'm sorry. When I looked over at the car, it was at least like a 70 year old lady. <laughs> and for whatever reason, when I saw it was an old lady, I immediately feel like I didn't yeah, know I'm an it. apology. Nah, <laughs> my
1: man went right into his fucking, like, oh man, fuck her. Shit. It wasn't really Bure so much of anyway.
0: a fuck her, but when my... I saw it was an old lady, I did go,
1: ah, she ain't gonna know what I'm talking about. Yeah, she's she been <laughs> apologized too too many times in her life. I'm not.
0: Well, also, I feel like trying to get an old lady to roll down her window is a whole different level of complications as it is, too, right? Like, if me doing that to her, me also pulling to the side of her and being like, roll down your window, roll down your window, I think would have just set her off even more. So I'm like, I probably don't need to be bothering her with this. Like, I probably need to just let her go
1: home. What you did is usually what people do when, like, somebody cut, like... What you did is usually what the red car would have done, like because you cut them off. Like, then they would have followed you and tried to see you at a light to uh-huh, get you rolled down, eye down eye your eye fucking eye window. window. Yeah, no, you did it wrong, buddy. It's okay. Like, this is, see, this is one of those things where not only do you have to ask other people for clarification, you have to ask yourself, you have to be like, is what I'm doing decent? Don't even, don't even say, is what am I doing okay? Is what I'm doing right now decent? decent. Like, is this necessary? Like, do I need to do this? Like, Yes, is probably no, bro. It's okay because again, like if they had smoke, like they wouldn't have sped off. They would have, they would have made eye contact with you in the same space that you almost ran me off the road, and I would have like flicked you off, or you know what I'm saying. We could have handled that right where we was at. I wouldn't have like sped off and tried to get away from you. So like,
0: I would have yeah. deserved whatever they had for me. I ain't gonna and
1: like, lie. Like that's okay. Like that's that's reality right there. So you could you could have just took that, but like the fact that yeah, they I took it. the fact that they just rode on, bro. Like that that's them letting you know it's okay. Like nobody died yeah, I- in the making of this. Uh, drive back to the mountain. It's okay. Well, I don't
0: want to use my podcast and our, our platform to sit here and weaponize it against you know somebody who is, wasn't their fault. But you know who I do blame for all of this? On my way back from the oil change, I stopped at Kentucky Fried Chicken. I know they call them KFC, but I'm calling mm-hmm. them their full name on this one because okay. I stopped by KFC because I was hungry and it, You know, I'm like, fuck it. I'm down here. Let me go ahead and get me some fast food and I'll sit down inside and eat my little shit real quick before I go home. And I didn't know. Nobody told me they had new sandwiches over there. Like, they got sandwiches with, like, cheese and bacon and barbecue yeah. sauce on them and love shit. Love and I'm not used that. to those kind of ingredients anymore. So I sat down and ate, like, a barbecue bacon Swiss fucking chicken burger and ate all of that shit. And I think himself. it had me fucked up.
1: Yeah, had a date with yourself. He said, oh, yeah, I'm about I, to go sit down with
0: this one. I had a self-care sandwich. I really did, bro. And I'll tell you, when I was in there, and maybe you can help me with this, Right. And I think me and you are going to be on the same page. When I went to place my order at KFC, the dude came around the corner. Now, I saw he was outside when I pulled up. You know, when they hang out by the drive-thru because Mm -hmm. nobody's inside. I saw that he saw, that me saw, him see him, see me. And I pulled up and went inside. So he went inside. And I was being as nice as I could because I know I was interrupting his break. So I'm like... You know, bro, take your time. You know, don't mm-hmm. rush. I'm ready whenever you're ready. Boom, boom, bam. So he pulled up with a with a half smoked joint behind his ear, clutched next to his visor, and he took mm-hmm. my order. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that some people might have had a problem with bro showing up with his joint tucked behind his ear. Yeah, but I'm here to say on the podcast that I had zero problem with him putting out his joint, tucking it behind his ear, De- and coming and taking my order because whatever's going to keep these people at work. Doing these services, yeah. let them take their joint breaks, bro. Like, I'm and totally with letting people smoke their weed at work.
1: And from what I remember, you know what I'm saying, working food and fast food jobs, I didn't have to take a drug test to be here, fam. So, like, this has nothing to do with my job. Like, they didn't at care. All. You should not care. You like, shouldn't yeah, care. Maybe I should not have it tucked behind my visor. But, bitch, this is when you caught me. So, <laughs> this is where we're at.
0: Do you want the sandwich or not?
1: Or no. Like, that's where we at it's- with it right now.
0: And, and not for nothing, like, if that helps them get through their day or not be so irritable at the people coming through the drive through yeah. screaming orders at them and shit like that, I'm all for it. And some people that might not be, like, pro-weed, which, again, I'm pro-weed even though I don't smoke it, but some people might not be so favorable like- to it. And I get that, but it's like, if you think him smoking weed outside the KFC is going to fuck up your order, I got news for you.
1: Yeah, super new. Everything studio. is like, going to get
0: your order fucked up yeah, at the drive. Yeah, bro, drive-thru. like,
1: I don't even, even want to call it, like, pro weed smoker, anything goofy like that, for real, for real, bro, because, like, it's a lot of people that is not pro cigarette smoke out here, and they can light up mm-hmm. any goddamn wear in the goddamn country. Like, they don't yeah. give a fuck about the no smoking signs or none of that shit, bro. So, like, why, why is that even a, a thing? Again, like, this, ju- they didn't ask me about my, my weed usage when I, when I signed up to work at KFC. When I told them I wanted to flip and season chicken. They had it no problem. Like, how them. soon yeah. can you start? Can you start today, actually? We can. We need mm-hmm.
0: you. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with that. So, And my food came out hot, fresh. And I, I furthermore appreciated his approach because when he put my fries in a carton, because it was, you know, I was eating it for here. So he put mm-hmm. my fries in a carton, sat the carton on the tray, grabbed my, my chicken burger and sat that down. And then I saw <laughs> him think for a second, like, I could kind of see his brain ticking, like, but he was kind of cool. So he grabbed the french fry scooper. Scooped some more fries and dumped them on the tray. And I was Even like, see?
1: Yeah, see? Yeah, know my a nigga that, a little more. Yeah, being a real nigga, you know, get you get you some perks out here every now and then.
0: It gets you somewhere. It gets yeah. you somewhere. So I sat and enjoyed my KFC. All that shit was sodium crazy. And I think that's why I wasn't able to focus when I was driving home. Because too much sodium in KFC. Like, everything has way too much salt at that place. Way I mean, too much
1: salt. Everything everywhere has either way too much salt or way too much sugar. So yeah, pick your poison.
0: True. Well... I'm glad you brought up salt and sugar because I want to talk to you about what you want to talk to me about. So I want to talk. So let's talk. Oh, you Lord. mentioned to me in the few correspondence that we had this week about <laughs> fat niggas on the about fat niggas on the internet thinking that they're food critics just because they're fat niggas. And when you texted me that, I couldn't have been happier because I've been wanting to yell about this for a long time because I don't know what's in your algorithm. But I'll just start by saying this: in my algorithm, I got a nigga named Badlands Chugs in my algorithm mm. that drinks, he'll drink a whole 12 pack of Mountain Dew in <laughs> one gulp. And this man has got to be north of 600 pounds. And what mm. makes me mad is not that he's doing shit like this, but when you go to his comment section, it's nothing but people cheering him on. Badlands, dog, you just brightened up my day by watching you drink all that cream soda. And I'm like, dog. He is I'm, killing himself yeah, live no, on the internet, and y'all are literally fist pumping him towards his demise. That's not okay, bro.
1: It's not okay. And like, mines, I ain't even gonna lie. Like, it's probably gonna sound like hate, and I just want to put a disclaimer in front of it that I am not hating particularly on bro. Like, I'm not gonna say bro's name. I'm not gonna get into none of that shit. But like, I I know who bro is. Bro, I think knows who I am. I don't even want to speculate or not because I don't oh. have to give a fuck. But like. We come oh, from the local. same place. We are from the same. Yeah, he's local. You know what I'm saying? We from the same city. Um, and like, bro, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? From what I know. Um, but I guess he and his influencer bag as of lately. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I
0: love watching the new influencer startup. I love a startup.
1: And, and, and maybe I'm late to the party. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he been doing this. But again, like it's it's been coming. So maybe he doing more work, but it's just more shit been coming across my eye. And I'm not mad. For real, for real, at any of the shit that's coming I
0: him, love right? hearing you talk through it. <laughs>
1: I love hearing you talk through I it. I seen I seen the nigga, you know what I'm saying, went to a pizza joint. You know what I'm saying? And uh he went to go review this pizza. And I'll say this the and this and this is not necessarily a bad thing, but like the review was in a TikTok format, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I so haven't it was quick. Done like too much. It was quick. It wasn't, you know, I had that's what I was about to say. I haven't done too much, you know, uh in-depth Research, but I believe they have like a maybe a three minute option at this point where you can put together like a. But I don't feel like this video was three minutes at all. But it just showed my man outside the joint. He was like, All right, we about to go in. They sat down. Like, I don't even know if he showed himself ordering. I can't remember if there was a drink in there, but like, he got this pizza and this pizza came to the table. And like, my man chewed it for a little while. You know, he he chewed it for a little while. And then he was like, Basically, I don't, because I don't even want to like paraphrase or try and like quote him, but like, he only talked about all the shit. On the pizza that you would be able to see from the menu, you know how the menu will tell you, like, "Hey, this pizza got,
0: hey yo, this this, got peppers, green onions." You know what I'm saying? It's really heavy (laughs) on the cheese. You can see that. You can see it's got cheese right
1: there. (laughs) You sound, you damn near sound like the the fucking review. You know what I'm saying? So like, my man, you know, basically point like, yeah, they got that. Oh yeah, you can taste this on there, and like, yeah, the crust is real, like it's real brick oven style. Like he gave like three bullet points of shit that you might be able to see from the menu, and then cat. My man said ten out of ten, <laughs> bro. <laughs> My man gave it a ten out of ten, right? And then, and then went to went to another. I just seen another one. He went to another. So this spot was out of town. This one wasn't local. This one was like in New York. But then he went to a local spot, um, and you know, d- documented his experience there. Um, and He you know called called that pizza basically, but the but the review was basically long. Like it was just very minimal, and it's like. All right, bro. At this point, I can only deduce that you think being fat allows you to like go to different places you're and just tell you're a people specialist. About, Ooh, yeah, bro. But that's not that's not this is this is not good, bro. So maybe you have like some other like tricks up your sleeve. Maybe some other things you want to review. But like, just being fat doesn't qualify you to be a food critic. Like, and I don't, I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. And then like, it just made me think about some other niggas after that. Like, yeah. How, how did you actually become a food critic? Like even the black Mm -hmm. dude that we like so much, like, and I like your personality on your shows, bro. But how did you actually, yeah. How did you actually become a food critic, bro? Uh like Is it just cause you're big and you, and you, and you moan after you eat stuff? Like what
0: the fuck is the Oh my God. The moan with the chew. Okay. (laughs) I watch a lot of YouTube. So I got a lot of takes when it comes to this. I'm so glad you brought this up. One. (laughs) There's a light skinned dude that also does food reviews and he's very much like the dude you're talking about, right? I can't think of this nigga's name, but he shows up on my algorithm all often and he'll eat wings. And this is how he'll describe them. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? These wings is real peppery. You know what I mean? It's they, it's a lot of meat on these bones and I'm gonna go ahead and try and di- you know, I got to dip it in the ranch. He'll dip it in the ranch. He'll take a big bite and he'll go, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty good. Seven out of 10. And I'm like, bro, you didn't say shit. You didn't didn't tell tell me me nothing, bro. Like everything that you, just like you said about the pizza, bro. Nothing he said wasn't anything I couldn't see with my own eyes. Like a nigga will review pizza and be like, yeah, you know what I mean? This pizza got the cup pepperonis that when you cook them, they cook up like a little bit of cup and it holds a little bit of grease. And they're like, nigga, I can see that when you hold it up. Tell me what it tastes like. Can you articulate? Is the sauce spicy? Is it sweet? Like, can you tell me anything about this pizza?
1: I'm going to sound like I'm hating and I don't want it to. But like, funny shit is funny shit, bro. And again, I don't like to make nothing up. But one of his his things that he said about the pizza, the one that he gave a 10 out of 10, he said, it tastes like they like smashing tomatoes in the back, making they sauce. Oh my God. (laughs) Like there was no, there was just no flavor profile talk. And I was like... Nothing that you said makes me want to go to this place and get a slice of pizza, bro. Like can, literally can nothing. We
0: th- can we take it off, bro, for just a second and talk of about course. the bigger, bigger picture? I don't even picture, want to talk
1: about bro, but like, it yeah, just, it ain't it, it because so it it's so much about him.
0: Yes, not. and I think we both arrive here at the same time and we're both thinking the same thing. Like, it's not so much about him. It's not so much about chicken wing, bro. It's not so much about Dame Drops, who's successful and has his own show on Netflix. It's about. Everybody feeling like they can do it because they see it being done. That's yeah, the real really. thing that I think what we're talking about here. Like, just because we all eat food, don't mean we should all be recording ourselves eating.
1: And you want to know? And this is this might lead me into a whole nother other thing because I think this is a funny topic too. And maybe you can relate because you've done the reverse. But I also want to talk about newly fat niggas. I don't know if we can do this right here, right now. But like, I want I want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? At some point in time, of but course. Like, again like i consider myself and me and my wife consider ourselves to be like food connoisseurs in a sense like not okay. the highest of the highest not a snob like if we go drink wine we don't necessarily have to swirl the glass of shit with and smell it before we drink it like we just here for the drinks goddamn it like i don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about none of that but like when it comes to food like we like to think we can look at a menu and pick out some fire shit off of a menu and be like oh yeah like nah that sounds fire like it's some other shit we need to try like it's just some things that we need to do that still does not make me feel like I need to share my opinion about food at a place. And right. like, we you don't need we, a
0: tripod when you go yeah, to pop got Day
1: high. Next we time. got high percentage, you know what I'm saying? Like, we know how to go places and be like, oh, yeah, I need that. You get that. You can have a little bit of this. I can have a little bit of that. Like, we can just be here for the win. But again, it doesn't make me want to whip out my phone and be like, yo. Look at this! This is pasta and uh, it's red sauce and there's shrimp in there and mm, <laughs> it, tastes it tastes like they great. really opened the can bit, on this one. Yeah, week. a little bit of spicy. I'm gonna go ahead and give it an eight. Like what, bro? Like I could have read that in the menu. Like again, like the food, the food critics and the food critiques are supposed to make me want to go and eat the food. Goddamn! And again, like it's or like if you're
0: really do. good at it, if you're really good at it, me watching you try the food and the way you describe it, I should be able to kind of taste it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're really good at what you do. As you're eating the food and describing it to me, I see, like, ooh, see, I kind of understand the flavor profile. Now,
1: this is... I never thought we would come to this point, and, like, this is where I like where shit happens organically, and, like, you can probably mm-hmm. write this down for the cover. This is where I shout out Keith Lee from TikTok. Are you familiar with Keith Lee from TikTok? I've never
0: heard of Keith Lee. Keith Lee... He,
1: yeah, he is probably. I would call him probably like the the best um like food restaurant critic dude right now. Okay. Um, as far as what I know, just from like watching his TikToks and his different videos and shit, he lives in Vegas, so he really like goes around the local places in Vegas, um, and kind of gets his you know trying to gets the food and shit. And like it's gotten to the point now, like he'll go and he'll share his experiences and shit. But like he'll go and he'll order his food under like a different name, and he'll just like show up. And like he and he does that that way he's not getting preferential treatment. Right. You that way they're not giving me. him the key for yeah, your treatment. You, Dame does that too. The- that's right like you don't give me the Keith Lee treatment like i'm just coming to get the food like a lot of times people don't let him pay for the food once he do come get it he still give them money he'd like <laughs> a lot of his videos he'd be like i don't know how much money this food costs because they wouldn't let me give him no money so i just left 80 dollars on the counter and i ran out like right. he a really good dude. Like, yeah like he yeah. Really, really and like sometimes he'll sit right in the car outside of these restaurants eat they and like you can tell he's giving you, like, genuine, dang, you know? he's giving you a genuine reaction about what the food is and like why I like him, and like, again, I don't know if I'm falling for a social media trick. I don't feel like it. Everything from him just seems genuine and organic, and like, he like, I don't take money from these people. You're like, if something to, he, he said the one dude gave him $500. He was like, he would let me not not take it. He was like, so like, I took it, but then like, I went back in and just put $20 on everybody's table. Like, please let me yeah. take like, <laughs> right, like, so it. Like, he wanted them type of niggas, you know what I'm saying? And like, I fuck with shit like that, but like, he's going and he's doing he's these critiques of these places that you know, might not be getting a lot of traffic. And literally the day after he leave there, bro, it'd be lines out the door of people. So, like, I fuck with that. So, shout out to Keith Lee. And, like, that's the way that you do a goddamn food. Because when he eats some of it, like, when I went to Vegas, I really meant to go back and review some of them videos and be like, man, we probably need to get up off the strip and go hit some of these little spots that Keith Lee be at. So, it gotta be compelling. Yeah,
0: and you gotta know what you're doing. Like, and and that's kind of what I was hitting at uh, a minute ago. Like, just because you eat food and you know, like you can even know what tastes good and tastes bad, but being able to articulate it is where the talent should really truly come mm-hmm. in. And that ain't to say that you can't be really quote unquote bad at it and still not cultivate an audience. Because there's some people at it out there that do it that's not really like the best describer of recipes and fucking flavor notes, but they just successful at what they do. Maybe they're charming Maybe their personality gravitates people toward them and stuff like that. So there is a pocket for people that might not necessarily be Gordon Ramsay. But when I'm watching, I want a Gordon Ramsay, bro. Like I want a nigga that's gonna be able to describe to me what the fuck is going on on this plate. Like don't just yeah. eat the pasta, like, swirl it around, and be like nine out of ten.
1: And look, you and that part, but you said that too. Like fucking around, with my wife, you know, she like you know chef double O Negro out here. Gordon she can go Ramsay.
0: home and recreate
1: it. Gordon Ramsay is her idol, dog. So we watch a lot of Gordon Ramsay around here. And like, I'm so used to hearing this motherfucker tell people it's roar or it's disgusting. And he like throwing <laughs> this shit up. You know what I'm saying? Like he giving some real shit out there, like some real raw You emotion, fucking like, donut. You know what I'm saying? Like my funniest shit, dog. Gordon will tell you, come over here and like touch it. He'll be like, touch it. Put your finger in it. Squish it. Squish it. It's, yeah, it's not right. Like he'll, he'll call the whole team over here. Be like, everybody, come over here right now. Everybody, stop what you're doing. Put this, get uh, off stop your serving station, it right here. now. Stop <laughs> serving <laughs> it. <laughs> Come touch this right now. Like, this is not how this is supposed to be. Get it the fuck out of here. Like, mm-hmm. I fuck with Gore. So, again, like, and not to say that that's like who you should try to be, especially if you first now starting off, but God, it's always been my wife's thing about people with TikToks. And like, it rings to be true the more and more TikToks you watch, especially with people who have audiences. It's really the, it's what you're doing, but you also got to have the tagline. And like, if you don't, if you don't really come with no tagline, you just, Recording videos. You know what I'm saying? Just, like there's in front there's of your no, phone. Yeah, there's no kind. it's almost like the bro in the title. You know what I'm saying? Or the crossed out eyes, like this is a, this is continuity. Like, no, this is mm-hmm. this is how this happens, like this is what we do. So yeah, it's one uh, of those things. Question
0: with you, also food and restaurant related, especially with y'all being, you know, food connoisseurs and people that consider yourselves to be uh people that enjoy a good meal and a good sit-down and a good restaurant experience. I got a question for you as a dad that enjoys a good meal. And as a husband, that enjoys a good meal, right? Mm-hmm. When you pack up the big truck, the big truck, that means all the family's coming. <laughs> you put your wife in the passenger seat. You put the two little ones in the back. You strap the baby in the car seat. And y'all go to Papa Do's or whatever. Y'all are already discussed this. Y'all already know y'all going to get seafood. You talked about it two days ago. Today is the day. Y'all pack up the car. Y'all put all the diapers in there. Y'all are going to the restaurant because y'all already talked about it. When y'all get to the restaurant and they sit y'all at y'all's table and they give y'all y'all's waters and they say, I'll be right back. How long as head of household, as the man of your family, how long is your family allowed to take to look over that menu before they better fucking know what they want? Because we knew he was coming here two days ago. How long are they allowed um, to stay looking at that menu?
1: We probably got like a a 10, 15 minute window for real, for real. Because you got to figure we're going to sit down at the table, right? They're going to come. They're going to do the water thing. She's going to cut. I'm, I'm already going with, just as a doll, head of household, me and my wife. By the time she probably come back with the waters and whatever drinks we order, we probably need to have our appetizer game, like, ready. You know what I'm saying? If we're gonna go you should be telling them, them out, something. We should be telling them something when they come back like, oh, because because nine times out of ten, they gonna ask like, hey, do y'all want to put in some appetizers? I want to start, with the, start minutes, with the mozzarella like, snacks They, they got to bring the bread and shit still. So they might not bring it with the drinks like they might still got to come back. They might be like, here go your drinks. I'm going to go get you some bread and I'll come back, which offers you a couple more minutes. So that way, when mm-hmm. you really come back, you should be ready to either like if y'all tight like that, you could probably be ready to order your meals if you ain't going to do the appetizers. But like if you're going to do the appetizers, then you should definitely be ready to order your appetizers when they come back with the bread.
0: And so for you, they, it's bread. Bread time is cut off time. Is that about the cut off for you? Like by the time they bring this bread, we should know what we want.
1: You need to be ordering something when they come back with this bread, is what I'm gonna go with. Um, but then it's all—it's cool. Like sometimes we need a couple more minutes. Like, and I'm cool with a couple minutes? more minutes. We might need a couple more minutes, even if we knew we was coming here for two days. Because like maybe what I was craving two days ago ain't what I'm craving right now. Like maybe maybe my eyes are bigger than my stomach right now, and everything looks so fucking delicious, and I need help narrowing the shit down because a lot of times lately that's really what happens like me and my wife like, taste like, everything yeah, i mean we like a lot of the same shit you know what i'm saying like she cook around here some of the shit that she cooked, but like we'll look at shit and they would be like oh that sounds good oh that sounds good so it would be like all right what the fuck are you gonna get so i can figure out what i'm gonna get so there's got to be a little conversation there again so we can figure out like hey i want to taste some of that like so I, we got to make sure we ain't ordering the same shit or you know what i'm saying something that's gonna be off that another nigga don't want but I, I'm going to probably be yeah 10, 10 minutes because 15 is like pushing it and 20 is just way too long.
0: Okay, you're doing too much. Like, it's going to yeah, take us 20 low. minutes to fucking get We're going to be here Not for
1: it. two hours. Yeah, fuck that.
0: I think you might be uncovering why I uh, retard drive and almost crash people off the road because I don't... I think my brain don't work right sometimes because when I go to restaurants, bro, when we sit down and they bring the water, when they sit the water down, Right, and they walk away. If they got to go get bread, or if they just got to go get another table, the second time I see the waiter or waitress, I am ready to order. I mean, and if the whole table ain't ready to order, I start ticking, bro. Like I, the time bomb starts ticking. Like okay, if you got to send them away one time, okay, I can swallow one time. But if we got to send the waiter away more than one time while the table figures out their order. I start getting a little irritable, especially I mean, if we knew he was coming here. Like if we knew he was coming here, I'd be like, "How don't people know in the car what they want to eat? I'd be knowing in the car what I want to eat."
1: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's that deep, but like I think it's one of those things. Like if it's a if it's a staple for you and your crew, like I know y'all fuck with Papa Dos a lot, so like right, we know. What y'all we are, get. I was about to say maybe all the religious in y'all's Papa Dos, y'all don't even need a fucking menu. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Don't like, give like, to not, me. To the hostess, like, hey, it's two of us. We don't even need menus. Matter of fact, you should us at the bar. You can like, start the grits now. You can actually yeah, start the yeah. grits. <laughs> like, can I order with you? Can I just order with you? Because I know hey, that's actually. What can I you want. just bring I want me right the now. grits. Um, you know what I'm saying? So that's y'all shit. That's the same way that I feel about Hibachi. Like, when, when we go to Hibachi, mm. we can order drinks. You can come back with my. And when you come back with my drink, I can order everything that I need to order right here, I right now. I really didn't even need to look at this menu. Like, particularly once I like out here, I, I know where my spot is. So like, I know what the meal is. Like, mm. I'm just gonna order the fucking meal. And even if the kids is there, like, I know what the hell that they want too. Like, we can get that. That don't take. An Extended period of time, but like a papa dough, or you know, uh, anything particularly if we at Cheesecake Factory or BJ's, like the motherfucking menus, thick as hell. Too, the like, menu's too too big, to yeah. yeah, I, I feel got you on like that. them feel menus really encourage you to try and figure out what protein you want for the day. I'm like, hey, I figured <laughs> that out, yet. And I know a lot of menus break it down that way too, but it's so many well, items in there, like you almost got to decide before you even open up the menu because you just gonna have too many options at that point.
0: Bro, that's such a good point. Like, when you're dealing with them bigger menus, you really are just trying to figure out your protein first. Like, do I want chicken or steak? Well, do I want that's how I, ended up, like, what do I want? That's how I ended up at Golden Corral this weekend. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. Like, I know I'm letting a lot of y'all down by just really? hearing. Y'all hearing me say Golden Corral. Listen, you saying really, but my wife's face was really saying really when I said it. It's like, babe, I know you ain't going to like this, what I'm about to say. But... <laughs> Well, let me tell you how this all went down while you're already laughing. Oh, my God. First of all, I got a bone to pick with you. Are you ready for the bone? I got an issue with you this
1: week. Uh, okay. Come you on. ready to air it out? Let's do it.
0: <laughs> I went to Golf for the first time this weekend.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Come on. Let's talk about it. You want I'm to talk down, about I'm it? Down, I'm down for the airing out because I could so I, I I probably, probably defend myself very well. So, let's do it. Well, first,
0: let, let me tell you the circumstances at which me and my family ended up there. Well, we okay. got I got some coworkers that, you know, they're new friends of ours because I just started the job this year. So we don't one of the coworkers being one of our listeners, Kev. So Kev yeah, and his top, family yeah. joined us at Top Golf. And one of the homegirls and her uh oh, boyfriend
1: Bitch ass sound man wasn't there, was he?
0: Sound man, nah, that nigga don't come nowhere oh, okay. with us. We don't yeah, fuck with that nigga not. like that. So, yeah. one of the homegirls and her boyfriend came. Kevin, his family, all came, and then somebody else that works with us that I don't know came. So it was a good four party system with their families, okay. and we all agreed to meet at Top Golf in Albuquerque, an hour and a half okay. away, at mm-hmm. two o'clock. So we got out the house. We was only about four or five minutes late when we got there. Everybody was already there when we got there. Hey, what's up, y'all? Daps mm-hmm. and hugs, daps and hugs. Now, mind you. We had made the plans to be at this top golf a week ahead of time. Okay. So you know me and you know how my brain works. What was I doing once we locked in these plans that we was going to top golf and I had never been to top golf
1: before? Oh, we were on topgolf.com, baby. We was checking I it was out. I was sweating
0: over the I have never swung a golf cl- a club in my entire life. Like I remember it being like 1998 when I was in high school, right? Like one of my closest friends at the time Time a dude named Giovanna they used to spend all of my time with, right? Like I spent all my time at school with. When the weekend came, I would spend the night over jovanna's house because Giovanna and his family kind of come from money, right? Like they would be at banquets. His grandmother would have him go into fundraisers and shit. So uh-huh. he would do golfing sometimes because he grew up with his grandmother and grandfather. Making her understand that all business deals are done on the golf course, right? So I remember watching him take his bags reluctantly out to the field to practice his swing and mm-hmm. just kind of looking at him like, I wouldn't really like laughing at him because I kind of got it. Like, damn, what a great position to be in to where like your grandparents are encouraging you to learn how to play golf and do shit that they know is going to be beneficial for you somewhere down the line, right? But I just never touched the shit. So mm-hmm. this week came up. I knew we was going to top golf. I didn't want to make a fool of myself because I'm there with my wife. I'm there with my coworkers. I'm already thinking, like, I need to watch YouTube videos on how to like properly Bro, hold a golf club and swing. It. It's
1: top, it's top golf. It's not masters motherfucking tryouts.
0: Well, I'm glad you said that because I did feel like at one point I was overthinking it. Like, man, maybe I'm overthinking this. But here's why, maybe you'll understand why I started Spinning like this in my mind, I'm I'm uncoordinated when it comes to certain things, right? Certain things I'm okay with, right? Like, oh, bowling, for instance. Mm-hmm. Bowling, for instance. Usually when I have a bad game, it's not because I don't know how to hold the ball or spin the ball. It's my approach and follow through that always fucks me up. When I go to approach the lane and I roll the ball, if next time I'm bowling with anybody that's listening to this, Don't watch my full approach. Watch the last two seconds of my delivery. I'll be looking like I know what I'm doing all the way up until my release. And I look really awkward when I release the ball because I'm awkward and uncoordinated. So I thought that this was going to really, really badly translate to golf because this is a really small ball and a pretty small club that I have to. Have you ever seen me at a batting cage? I can't yeah. hit a ball in a batting cage. Like me and Donovan have gone on dates to batting cages, like, and I've just whiffed all I twelve to, balls. I
1: was about to say, I want, I want to let you know. I want to let you in on a little secret. They're okay. all just fastballs, buddy. They're not throwing chains. They're all going the same they're, direction. They're, I know. They're all coming right down the middle. I'm not kidding
0: you, Wes. Wes, I'm not joking for podcast fodder when I tell you I have put five dollars in batting cages before and not made a it, single it, contact. It, with a single ball. I mean, but I'm not gonna leave you out there.
1: Day. I'm not gonna leave you out there on the ledge by yourself. As like a, as niggas who don't play baseball, batting cages are intimidating. So it will okay. take you a couple swings probably to get your life right before you might hit one. But twelve balls and nothing though, fam. Like,
0: bro, I have I've all I've completely whiffed an entire batting cage. but I'm not joking. Like, I'm not saying this shit to be have funny. Have you ever been too- so
1: intimidated by the batting cages that you tell them, "Give me the softballs." Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I miss those worse. I miss those worse, actually. Like because they're coming so slow, it throws my timing off. And then I had to go back to the faster balls and just try to make contact. Like Damn. if me and Donovan go to a batting cage right now, I might hit one or two balls. She might hit out of ten, maybe six, right? Like she just has better hand eye than me for whatever reason. So I say all that to say I was really nervous about going to Top Golf because it wasn't just me and my wife. Because if it was just me and my wife, I'm kind of okay with being embarrassed in front of her because she knows me. She knows I can make fun of it, and I don't mind like her seeing me at some of my less than manly moments and shit like that. So it's kind of cool when we have those moments when I can be less than manly in front of my wife. But I'm in front of coworkers now, right? Like these is my coworkers. I want them to be impressed by me. I'm the black dude. I got to be able to like run fast and jump high. There's pressures with this, right? So we get there. We dab and hug. We setting up the screens. We lining in. My wife don't know that while she's putting in our names and our information and getting the game started that I'm like internally hyperventilating at the fact that soon I'm going to have to grab a, a driver and approach Bro. this little square of green.
1: Bro, we got to record you. We got to find you a camera crew, bro. To, like, somebody got to dig deep in all of this stuff in real time. This is hilarious.
0: I I be wondering sometimes, because I I think I said to you a couple weeks ago, like, I used to be real good at hiding my panic in my face, but I don't think I'm as good anymore. Like, I think people can see the panic in my face now, so... It became a thing. Like, my wife was setting up the scoreboard. I think we played Angry Birds first. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cartoony. Maybe it'll be a little bit funnier when I whiff this ball a bunch of times and I just cannot play this game because I was fully prepared to not be able to play this game. So... Of course, you know, you got to act like you being a gentleman and let your wife go first because really, like, I'm trying to get as many pointers from everybody in the group as possible. I'm trying to watch, I'm your, over to Kev. I'm trying
1: to watch your technique. <laughs> I
0: walked over to Kev. I'm like, Kev, we chopping it up. He talking to me about the podcast. I'm like, Kev, so um, what is it? Like, do I got to, like, keep my feet shoulder width apart and, like, what is it, like, hand over thumb? And he's nice enough. Like, he really kind of showing me, like, yeah, you know, keep your feet just a little Shoulder length apart, but if it's a little wider, you okay. And, you know, just kind of hold the club like this. He's showing me, but I'm too embarrassed to actually grab a club and let him put his hands around my waist. So I'm just kind of like listening to instruction. And I'm watching my wife take a couple swings and she's making contact. And I'm like, okay, I'm not letting that make me feel pressured because I'm not embarrassed to have my wife be better at physical things than me. Just maybe not everything. And I haven't quite decided in my mind if this is going to be one of those things that I'm not going to accept her being better than me at, right? It's finally my turn. I grab the driver, pull it out the little cubby hole, and I approach and I do everything that I could think that I've seen people do in the movies, right? (laughs) I put my head down. Kev says one last thing before I go for my swing. He's like, just remember, just just keep your eye on the ball. He said, as long as you keep your eye on the ball, you'll be all right. I'm like, okay. I've heard people say that before. I've heard people say that with batting cages before. Didn't work for me. But I'll listen to him, right? Because shit, I don't fucking know. So I'll try it again here. So what I did was I approached the green. I put the ball on the tee. I put my feet shoulder width apart. I kind of like noodled my shoulders to loosen up a little bit because I did hear that you don't want to be too stiff. So I kind of like noodled my shoulders a little bit and I bended my knees a little bit. Does all of this sound correct to you so far as somebody that top golfs?
1: You definitely have the performance down.
0: Okay. Shoulder width apart. I had my hands where I had my left hand up a little bit, my right hand down, and I had my thumbs lined up. Does that sound okay so far?
1: Um, I, you know, I, I learned a traditional golf uh club grip. Um, okay. But I know it's kind of, you know, a teacher's own kind of thing. So, you know, th- thumbs down, I guess you're doing good.
0: Okay. So I had thumbs down and thumbs lined up, mm-hmm. and I was looking at the ball and I took a deep breath. And I swear to you, Wes, I'm not lying. I already could envision myself like missing this ball real bad, twisting my whole body around, losing the golf club, it hitting the ceiling, knocking the lights out. Like I just saw all this already. Okay, but I was like, listen, man, this, we out here this, to have this, fun. Listen, it's not that it big.
1: It might make the story a little sure. bit better. Are you guys on level two or level three?
0: We're we're on level two, so we're up one floor. Does okay, that matter? Oh my God, that matters?
1: I think it matters. I, me personally, I don't like the bottom floor. Like it's cool, but like, I'd rather be on two or three.
0: I was on the second level. I didn't even think about how that would affect your swing or the distance of the ball. But so I took a deep breath and I was like, listen, man, you cannot just be tripping about this. Like we're out here to have fun. It's no big deal. So I exhale, took a deep breath. Now I didn't crank real bad. Like I didn't put the whole thing behind me. Like the PGA tour sign. I didn't want to OD. I cranked it back maybe about 60% to give it a look. I just wanted to make contact, Wes. That's din- all I wanted. A little
1: warm-up shot. Uh-huh. I just wanted
0: to hear the thing go boom, because I love that sound. I ain't going to lie. Like I For sure. I love that ping sound that a golf ball makes, especially if you get some, some torque behind it It goes. Mm-hmm. I love that sound. So I was like, well, I ain't going to worry about the torque. I just want to make contact. Cranked it back about 60%. Followed through, kept my eye on the ball. I made contact. Whew. As a matter of fact, I made the ball in the middle hole. Like, I got a little bit of distance. I actually, like, okay. went into, like, right. the whatever y- the yellow one or whatever the one is, like, mid-range.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, okay, that felt kind of good. I think I can duplicate that behavior again.
1: I, I think I can repeat that.
0: I think I can repeat that. I started making little tweaks every time I went up, dog. When I tell you, I started I started getting good at this shit, nigga. Like, by the end of okay. the day, I was going yard, nigga. I was going to the back fence by the end of the day. Yeah. Like, Yeah. By the end of our session, niggas was stopping and watching when it was my turn. Like, this nigga, like, you nice. you hearing the whispers behind you, like, is this really his first time coming out here? Like, he ain't kicked out here before. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, <happy laughs> bro, that Gilmore shit felt amazing, nigga. nigga, bro. By the end yeah. of the day, I, I say that to say. All I want to do now is go to top golf. That's go to Topgolf, all I want to do. And I'm bro, mad at you for not telling me how fun this fucking activity is, I just, bro.
1: I just want to let you know, uh over the years of podcasting, there are several things why we should hang out, right? We do a podcast. You like blackjack. <laughs> That's number you 1. You like roulette. you like bowling. You like top golf. These are all the things that I like, buddy, like
0: it's the things that you do. I can drive yeah, to your house out. and we can play top golf. <laughs> Bro, I ain't gonna, but I'm serious. Like, I could not, while I was playing it, I kept thinking about you, like, oh my God, I cannot wait to tell Wes how much fun I'm having with this. Like, Top Golf well, is cool. really fucking fun. And I think like, I had this block in my mind that it would be something I couldn't do. But the fact mm-hmm. that I could do it and like, I felt like I was pretty good at I it. Can't. And like, I just want to go and get better. Like, oh, I can't
1: wait to go back. I can't. I can't wait to see what you do with some of your Fridays now, but that's also the beautiful thing about it because, like you say, you can go on a Friday and, like, my recommendation, um, you know, I, I know this is all probably fresh and brand new to you, but go in the morning. Like, go first thing when they mm-hmm. open at 10 o'clock. That's when it's the cheapest. Um, it yeah, that shit is expensive, expensive though. The, yeah, it's expensive the later that you go. Like, if you go early in the morning, you can, I don't know, even reserve in the bay and shit like that, but it's relatively cheap if you go in the morning. But, like, go spend an hour at that motherfucker. You know how many balls you can hit in an hour? Like yes. you can really you can really roll through the gamut and really like have your fun and order you some drink. You know what I'm saying? Just do whatever you want to do and just yeah. hang out and chill. But like Top Golf is a complete and now I haven't been and now you're just encouraging me to go sometimes.
0: So- it's a vibe, bro. Like vibe. I remember you told me it was a vibe. But I thought it was one of those things like you'll like it if you're good at it. But I mean maybe that's why I like it because I felt like I was good at it, but like, never, whatever the case say- may be, I am hooked on that shit, nigga.
1: Yeah, I guess if you just got some like I don't even want to say some motiv- motivation to play the game, but like again like if you even if you've never been, we use that as the example like when you go and you hit that ball for the first time and like you just feel that energy. Like so then it motivates mm-hmm. you like, "All right, I want I not only do I want to do it again, but like I want to make it go farther." Like, and I want to, uh, yeah, like, like okay, I wanna, how, can I crank it up to 70% next time? Yeah, I want to see how many of these holes I can get this ball into. And, like, now it's like a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's something for, for the overthinker. Like, it, it got your mind trapped. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so you can really, like, focus on that and just do that for a while. And, like, you don't got to think about your blind spot.
0: <laughs> well, bro, I had a real big blind spot when I was out there. I ain't going to tell you how many times I kept ripping that motherfucker to the right fence, no matter how many times yeah. I twisted my body Yo, and turned the club. I kept good ripping that bitch slicer. to the right. I had to make all kinds good of old, adjustments.
1: Good old slicer. My uh, the the best advice, and again, with it being your first time, you kind of doing that shit. But like, finesse will get you a long way with the swing as well. Like pow- power and speed is a thing, but like, slow it down and make the con- kind okay. and really like, uh really drive that okay, thing so through. You like you'll you'll notice because I, I do the same thing, and like I notice I'll do a lot because I'm trying to like. I'm trying to put my strength into the into the shot. And then when you put your strength into it, that's what makes that muff. Oh, it got strength. Swoom, right off to the right. Right, <laughs> right off. into the fence. Yeah. yeah. Swoom, but you got to put, like you said, you'll learn that the more you go. Because you'll do, me personally, I like to use, Um, I'll go and I'll use a wedge. I'll go and use, you know, one of the really? like nine irons or the six iron or the seven iron or something like that. Cause the chip coming off of that motherfucker, too, boy. I'm telling. Not only the chip off of that, but the height that you get off of. You know, that's what using I want to see. Of
0: I want to jump nah, that got,
1: bitch. when you go. Yeah, because and not not for nothing, like you say, the the driver is cool. Like, all right, I want to drive this bitch all the way back to the fence. Like, I'm gonna do this a little while, but like it take a little more energy and you know a little bit. But you use that chip, you can get that chipper. Damn near, you can damn near get that chipper out there too, for real, for real. You hit it the right way and do the
0: right thing. I mean you got to go top golfing, bro. Why are we going to hang bro? out? Is it because we live in different states?
1: I think so. We got to figure this out. We got to something's got to give.
0: We got to do something. But yeah, I I did. We did that for about two hours in our bay, man, and woke up a hunger. uh, Well, worked up a hunger, and Mm -hmm. our our, the homies wanted to go do bowling after this, but I was starving, so that's what made me go do Golden Corral. Because I'm like, well, if I go to Golden Corral, I can eat right now. Like I don't have to wait when somebody bring me a menu. That's what I told my wife. I said, babe, I want to eat everything. Like I want fried chicken and pizza and shrimp and mashed potatoes and sweet <laughs> potatoes. Like I want all of that all at of once. That. Can you put pl- And my wife was such a like she's such a fucking champ? Like she knew she didn't want it. Cameron wasn't even hungry, but they both obliged me. They was like, come on, let's go to fucking golden corral. Like I spent 50-something dollars on Golden Corral just for me to eat and them to sit Jesus there and watch the me. Right. Eat. Ah. So But you know what was funny about our trip to Golden Corral that I learned, only reason why I brought it up here to talk to you about it is we were sitting there and I had my two plates because nobody gets one plate, right? Like a fucking chicken breast takes up 60% of the fucking plate, let alone the mashed potatoes. So I had my two plates. I was sitting down. I had undid my napkin, got my cutlery together. I was twisting my head around, looking to see if any fresh rolls was coming out. I was ready to get into my shit, right? And this older Mm -hmm. gentleman approached our table And he stopped. Now, older black man. Now, I am used to being approached by black people in New Mexico because I do understand that there's not that many of us here. Mm -hmm. However, we was at Golden Corral, dog. I had green beans in front of me. And the gentleman walked over to our table and introduced himself. He said, hey, y'all, I'm JB. And he reached his hand out to shake my hand. Now, I hadn't Ah. taken a single bite of my food yet. It was four o'clock and I hadn't eaten anything all day. Because mind you, I do like one and a half meals a day. It was four o'clock by now, and I hadn't eaten huh. anything. JB reached his hand out to shake my hand. And I'm like, all right, let me shake JB's hand because he's an older gentleman, you respect your elders. So I wanted to just give him fist pound because I'm trying to eat, but he reached out to shake my hand. I shook his hand. This older gentleman named JB clutched my hand and held it and shook, 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 shook my hand. Now, this is not me over-exaggerating the story for the podcast. He continued to hold, grip, and keep my hand to the point where I'm thinking to myself, like, is this nigga trying to be funny? Like, he know I'm trying to eat my food. Is he trying to be funny right now and keep me from eating my food or something? Like, he was shaking my hand annoyingly (laughs) long to where even Donovan started looking at me like, what is going on right now? Like why? And then he did the old man joke, like, all right, you can let my hand go now, when he was holding my hand. And I was like, okay, old man about to hit me with old man jokes. And I was totally fine with the old man hitting me with old man jokes, right? Because I love a good old man interaction. I just was hungry at the time. Had this been anywhere else, any other time, I probably would have engaged more. But I was starving, Wes. I had pizza and fried chicken on a plate in front of me. I was trying to eat. After he introduced himself and gave me a long handshake, the nigga followed that up by saying, close your eyes for me real quick. And I was like, huh? And he goes, close your eyes. And I'm thinking like, well, maybe he wants me to like, listen to a story and pretend I'm closing my eyes. So I pretended I was closing my eyes. And then he was like, no, actually close your eyes. And at this point, I'm getting annoyed. Like, bro, you kept my hand away from my food. Now you want me to close my eyes. I'm starving, bro. And he was like, J- just close your eyes for me real quick. So I obliged the, the older gentleman. I closed my eyes and he's like, This is what I always tell people when they, you know, have bad attitudes and they ain't smiling and stuff like that. He was like, I tell them to close their eyes and picture themselves working for a construction company. I'm like, all right, construction company. I got you. Say, all right, now you work for a construction company. Can you see it? I'm like, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, what's up? He's like, you building a bridge. I'm like, okay, I'm building a bridge. He's like, I always tell people to build a bridge and get over it (laughs) and finger guns me. And I'm like, dog at this point now I'm getting slightly annoyed. And then I saw his wife come around the table and she kind of like grabs him by the shoulders and like pushes him <laughs> away from our table. And he, she looks back at us and goes, he don't get out much. I'm so sorry. And escorts him away from our table. And for a minute, like I found that part to be funny. Cause like, You know what I mean? I I can understand the older gentleman not getting out much, not seeing many black people. And he was just excited. So I wasn't even mad at the dude. But then I started thinking to myself, like, is that going to be me one day, bro? Like, am I going to be like, old man, at Golden Corral with a plate full of fish trying to, like, bother the fuck out of people that are just trying to get in and out of there? Is that going to be me?
1: Not if you don't not if you don't stop overthinking. And maybe I won't encourage you to stop overthinking after this story. Like you probably just need to keep overthinking to stop you from being that old dude. Because look at what just giving that nigga a fist bump could have saved you from, bro. You could have Bro, I should have just like, closed
0: hey, fist and bumped him. yeah. It, like,
1: man. yeah, like not this is this is me respect this is me like not turning you down but respectfully trying to like dap you up. But like I probably would have told JB to and I probably would have told JB, I got I got grease on my hands, dog. I don't want to take the <laughs> hand like that. Like I don't want to end. That then shit after is he crazy. Did, After he would have did the finger guns, like my my very next thing would have been all right, JB. Like as his wife was coming, grabbing <laughs> by the shoulders, bro. I, even
0: in I, your I, voice, I can hear. That's enough. That's yeah, enough, yeah, JB. Yeah, I I, that. I that's I more JB. than enough.
1: Like, I don't, yeah, it's too. I'm trying to eat, bro. Like you really fucking with me right now. I can't take it.
0: What's your level of patience for older people though? Like, are you like a full on respect to elders type? Like, will you would you allow being around older people and trying to show respect to older people, allow you to do things that you normally wouldn't do? Like, say you was at like, I don't know, a fucking cheerleading practice with your girls and some older gentleman came over and just was being like wild annoying or something. Would you just entertain it and let them live? and Or would you like, honestly be like, all right, enough. Can you get away from me, please? Like, what's your level of tolerance for
1: that kind of shit? Did you come to gymnastics with me one night? Like, did I not did <laughs> was I talk there? about this already? Like, did, <laughs> yeah, Wait, did it happen? That was a thing? This? Bro, dude came and sat next to me one day at gymnastics, like, and just struck up a conversation. And, like, I just knew too much about his life, that he was here from Oklahoma. He got a house in Oklahoma. He got a house here. Like, he here, you know, for, you know, while it's, while the weather bad out in Oklahoma. Like, I just knew too much about this dude. Like... And yeah, like I I I got a little bit of grace for shit like that or like particularly, you know, for the respect factor like say if we had a family function like and you asked me to go get you a piece of cake, like I'm down to go get that. Like I'm down to you know what I'm saying? I'm down to do the respectful stuff, but like also like that's a how do I want to refer to it? That's like a you know shit going on with the, that's a that's a moment. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm about to mm-hmm. Hey, we're gonna have this conversation and I'm gonna get away. So, like whatever like regular activity I got going on don't really like affect you in the respect category. And hopefully you ain't like not minding your business in my circle. You should probably like stay where you need to be at in order for you not to feel disrespected because that's why we're doing it away from you. Um, so I got I got a little bit of leeway for old folks, but I I, when I tell you I have zero leeway for rude old people, now that's where I don't give a fuck. That's where that's where all bets are off at that point, because you can suck it. And like, uh, even like, from, from again, from my family, you're like my—I don't want to call my great grandmother me, but like, you know, shit, motherfucker, you you, you get down how you gotta get down. Like, you gotta talk to people. how You gotta talk to people. But like, I ain't accepting that from from nobody who ain't can. And even some shit, I ain't even want to say it. But some of my aunties, like they be getting spicy sometimes. I'd be like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't bro, aunties.
0: You oh, on a good yeah. track right there because auntie spice is yeah. different from grand people spice. Auntie spice auntie, is right. different, and somebody really needs to dissect and give us a little uh, disposition on that because aunties be out of pocket, bro. And I don't know what that's about.
1: I think it, I think it's just the older aunties because they feel like they raised your mama, and then your mama raised you, so they feel like they still got some type of authority <laughs> they got some the reign over you. Yeah, like nah, you got me fucked up. Like I'm, I'm trying to be respectful, but like, like, let's. And again, it's just the, it's the same thing that I talk about with like parents and shit. Like I don't want to call it a shift, but like, we there just has to be some recognition of you not talking to a child no more. So like, yes, I am your child, and like you can convey that to me as your child. But like, I'm also an adult, so like I can respond. I can respond to you as an adult now, whereas before I didn't have that option. I just had to be like, mm, hmm, okay. But yes, now, yeah. as an adult, like, no, I, yeah, I get the chance to voice my opinion about it. And that's, that's the part that I think is hard for like the, the elders or the, adult, even the Auntie Spices, like, that's where they get hard to, cause like, yeah, before when I was, you know, I'm, I'm at your house for the summer, I'm, you know, I'm at, my mom is across there, so I really do gotta listen to I'm you. I can't even cereal. Out. you. You
0: yeah, know what I'm, I'm saying? Like your I'm, cereal I'm, watching I'm your VHS 12, tapes.
1: Yeah, I'm 12 or I'm 13 or whatever the fucking case is. I'm 34 now. Like, so you can call my mama if you want to. I'm going to look at her the same way I looked at you across from, What? What? I said what I said. Like, and it's just, you know, that's the kind of situation. That, and again, it don't be no beef for nothing crazy going down like that. But I just ain't with that. I ain't with the fuckery because just because you my auntie, can I ask you for $500? No. All right, then. Like, let's start. Let's start acting appropriate. Right, let's
0: start there. Yeah. Let's start yeah, there. Let's, let's, keep, let's keep it there. Bro, I try, I try to... um I tried to go ahead and let you inspire me the other day. Um, I was on my, (laughs) I was on the phone with my mom and uh, I've told you on here several times before about how, like, I don't really be talking to my parents the way that I probably should. And when I say that, that ain't me being disrespectful or mouthing off or nothing like that, but just like, making shit clear that I am an adult with my own family and own life. And like, please stop talking to me. Like I'm 13 still with a tail <laughs> in the box that you yeah. paid to go get cut on Saturday morning. Right. Like I'm not the kid that you seem to see when you look at yeah. me. Like I yeah. tried to get that across. We was having a conversation and my, my mom is, I'll say she's a big personality. Me and you have had this conversation before, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like she gets into her talking and talking about her and her life and, She's unstoppable, bro. Like, she's like Alan Iverson with The Rock when she gets to talking about her and her interests. And she really don't be listening to you. And I was explaining to her, I forget how we even got on the topic, but I was explaining to her, trying to make her understand that I understand that I am the second born of our siblings, right? I got an older brother and a younger sister. And I was explaining to her that I have a very clear understanding of where I stand within my family, right? I'm the middle mm-hmm. child. I told her, I said, I get that y'all don't listen to me. I have friends that listen to me, right? They might come Mm -hmm. to me for advice. They might even look up to me as like a big brother figure or as a Mm -hmm. role model. Like, I am important to people in my life. Right. It just so happens that none of those people are my family members.
1: Right. I'm just not (laughs) of those folks.
0: Yeah, I'm just not important to none of y'all. Like... And I say that I have to always like clarify because I've said this to my wife a bunch of times explaining to her like that don't mean that I think my family don't love me. I know they love me. Right. They just don't think nothing I do is important. (laughs) Like For whatever reason, they don't think nothing I say or do is very important. And I'm okay with that because I don't need validation from them. I just don't. You know what I mean? Like I gave that up a very long time ago. I don't seek validation from my close family members and relatives. I get it from like my sister and my brother and shit like that. But like my mom and dad, that shit is out. Like I, I, that ship has been long sail. They love me. I love them. But my dad is not calling me for advice. My mom is not listening to me when she's telling me all these things that are going wrong in her life. And I could tell her the answer, but she don't want to fucking hear it from me. And I was having a conversation with my brother the other day. Oh shit, I'm accidentally getting into some real personal shit. But fuck that. Mm-hmm. So nobody's around it. We <laughs> was on the phone and we were talking about a bunch of shit that was going on in my mom's life. And me and my brother was kind of like batting it around, talking about like where she could maybe fix some of these things or what might be the problem. And I was explaining to him because he was telling me like, man, you need to be telling mom this stuff. And I'm like, dog, she don't fucking listen to me, bro. And I was telling him like, who has to tell her is our cousin, Telly. I think you've met Telly. He used to come to the shop, older, light-skinned dude. And I was telling you yeah. he, like, he's our big cousin. Mm-hmm. because everybody in the family respects and listens to, because he's just that figure in the family. I'm like, now if Telly get on the phone and tell her about herself, she'll listen to him, because she listens to him. She's already made up in her mind that she listens to what he has to say. So we was on the phone the other day, and she was telling me, yeah, you know, I was on the phone with Telly, and he was telling me that I really need to patch stuff up with the family, and this, this, that. And I'm just like, hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, this is exactly mm-hmm. what I was saying needs to happen. And I was right about it, and I was... I was kind of side-eyeing the conversation and she caught me side-eyeing. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do like Wes has been telling me and just come out and say how I feel about shit. So I was telling her, like, okay. listen.
1: I like this. I like this. This is how
0: I feel. I'm the middle child. None of y'all don't listen to me. And you know what? Like, I kind of, that ship has sailed. And I understand that y'all don't listen to me, but I just want you to know that I be saying shit that be making sense, but y'all don't listen to me. And she took mm. that as, like... Well, who be making you feel like that? Is that your auntie that be making you feel like that? And I was like, whoa, <laughs> stop. I'm like, this is not a like, what was me conversation. And this is not me trying to make you feel sorry for me. Like, oh, I don't got a good enough position in my family. And she was like, well, let me stop you because <clears throat> all we talk about all the time about is how good you doing in New Mexico and you lost all the way, and you making all this good money now. And as a matter of fact, whenever somebody asks about you, all everybody has in the family is good to say about you. And I was like, you know what? That's part of the problem, actually, because none of y'all didn't fuck with me when I was down bad in Columbus. That doesn't necessarily feel good when you up. Yeah, it feels good to be up. But when you up and now all of a sudden you're the topic of conversation amongst your family when none of them talked about you before. Don't right. feel as good as y'all think it feels to have y'all praise me now that I'm doing well when y'all didn't fuck with me before when I was okay. just scraping and getting by. Right. This might all be too personal for the podcast, but this was just the real. Like I was explaining I to her, it. I'll get to the funny part because I'm not going to sad us out about my family personal business because this ain't what we here to do. I said all that to say, I found it hilarious that I spelt all this to my mom in a conversation And she still didn't fucking listen to me. I said all of that and she completely skipped over what I said to talk about her again. And I had to stop her in the mid-conversation. It's like, you're doing it right now. You're literally not listening to me right now. So Mm -hmm. what I came away from the conversation, and this is the news I have for you and the listeners, and maybe y'all can identify with this. This is just me talking about me inventing at this point, but Mm -hmm. I am okay with just letting shit be what it is, bro. Like, I think I'm done trying to change people and, like, have these long, deep conversations with family that's been in your life for 40 plus years. I'm not doing it no more, bro. Like, the people in my life that value me and my Mm -hmm. opinion value me and my opinion. The people in my life that don't care to hear my opinion, I kind of don't give a fuck if they don't want to hear it anymore, bro. Like, I don't even care anymore
1: but but that I, that's what I was going to say kind of in the midst of all of that like that's definitely the point that you got to come to like deal mm-hmm. deal with the people who you want to deal with deal with the people who deal with you and like leave you know kind of rest of that shit to be the rest of that shit and like does it suck along the way like yeah but like that was kind of I talked about it here like and I kind of been on my and now it's just a part of my lifestyle but like I said last year like yeah that phone ain't going to ring for a lot of people this year like and the only way you're going to talk to me is if you call my phone and it'd be people that I, I talk to you when I talk to you. That's cool. Like, call mm-hmm. my phone. Like, like if you want to talk to me, call my phone. Like, don't don't think on the random one day, oh, what this nigga doing? Think about if you called my phone or not. And I didn't answer. You know what I'm saying? But even when it comes to, like, people and they shit and I don't even want to leave it specific to your mom because it could just be for anybody. But a lot of times people, that's what we, that's why I, I don't even want to call it just trauma dumping. But a lot of people just want to call you just to dump on you, bro. Like, just to it'd dump be all dumping. their shit. Yeah, yeah to, to, but just to dump all that shit in your lap and it doesn't even leave any space for you to be like, oh well, yeah, I had a good day today, like that. Or you say it and a motherfucker be like, yeah, that bitch ass nigga. It's almost like they didn't even hear it, and you be like, yo, this is fucking crazy. And it, and and it and it turns into why do I even deal with this person? Yes. like why am I dealing yes. with you when this is not a this is not a two way street? And like I'm not a selfish person. So I don't really care to talk about myself a whole lot. I don't really want to give a whole lot out about myself. But then like, you know, the, the shit that you brought, that is something that because I don't, I don't be chasing that shit or I don't be involved with that shit. Like y'all have had time to like sit back and reflect on. So like you say, like y'all didn't, y'all talk, I'm the top of the conversation now cause I'm, cause I'm Gucci, but like I wasn't Gucci and wasn't <laughs> none of you niggas fucking with me. And like, that's, it, it'd be one of those things, you know, I kind of talked about it recently as far as, but like. A lot of motherfuckers will say like shit is cool, but they be keeping track on the low. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, shit ain't cool if you still like keeping tracks on some fuck shit <laughs> or whatever else you keeping tabs right. on on the back end. Like, and it was just never genuine. So like, you just got to start treat treating people like that, or like I say, not for nothing. Like if you just if that's all you want to call me and do, like I I don't, I can't be available every time you call. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't well, I don't want to deal with that.
0: Can I be uncomfortably real, real quick, just right here yeah. in the podcast? And again, this I never intend to disrespect or like air my family's nah. dirty laundry, but this is just real shit and maybe somebody can identify with it. And I have every right to, to speak on how I feel, right? Even if it has to do with somebody else, this is just me speaking my realities. She called me to ask if I had spoken to my sister because my sister wasn't answering her call. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. She called me to ask me if I had spoken to my sister, basically going through me to contact my sister. Mm-hmm. Now this in a vacuum is not that big a deal, but when this becomes the norm and this right. happens a lot yeah. and you called me to ask about my sister, then you trauma dumped me. Then you mm-hmm. talked over me. Then you didn't listen to me. And then I had to stop her at one point and say, this is part of the problem. Like, I don't I don't want you calling me asking, have I talked to my brother? Have I talked to my sister? I had to literally say to, to my mom, and again, that I don't this is right. not me trying to like puff my chest out or take some weird pride in talking to my mom I don't even know if this is talking to somebody crazy or not. So maybe you can help me if this sounds disrespectful. But I told her, I said, I gotta be honest with you, mom. I don't want to hear none of that shit. And I don't want you to ask me none of that shit. Like, I love my brother and I love my sister, but don't ask me about them. I got my own life. Family, world, and situations going on over here for me to be continuously answering questions about mm-hmm. them.
1: Yeah. They got their like, own
0: lives and family.
1: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to compartmentalize that shit, but then like you also just gotta, you know, you gotta recognize, or sometimes, like, and I I know we've kind of fall into that, particularly when it comes to like family and friends and shit, but like, don't offer nobody nothing if they ain't asking for it, bro. Like, I got I got the answer for you. I know how all of this shit could get fixed, but mm-hmm. you didn't ask me. So if she just want to call and ramble on you, bro, let her put the phone on you, bro. And that's how I've been. That's how I've been, bro. I've just been checking out. Yeah, you still there? Mm Mm-hmm. Because all you want to do is just keep telling me, telling me, telling me, telling me, telling me. And it's like... You don't want to receive nothing. I I spoke about that. Yeah, I spoke about that on a podcast one time here before about one of my friends, like, love him to death. You know what I'm saying? But every time you call me, bro, you just want to... That shit is exhausting, fam. Yeah. And I got way too much shit going on over here. So, like, that was also a part of my, all right, I can't call you niggas because you niggas do that when I call. Like, y'all ain't even calling me. Y'all y'all call <laughs> I me. called y'all you know and you I still call. took and over you. the conversation. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Or, like, you say, you get to that point of conversation. And, again, I'm not even big on talking about myself. But, like, if I've been on the phone with you for 39 minutes,
0: and you ain't and asked I me realize, how I'm once.
1: You don't know nothing that's going on with me. Like this is kind of crazy, bro. Like yeah. I need, I need you to get that together. Like, and that'd be so weird. That'd be that shit that that that'd be that shit that women don't attribute to men. Like it'd be so funny because they'd be like, "How do you? How do you relationship with your? Do you do you guys check each other about anything? Like y'all think we'd be like? I don't want to say it, but like it's weird. Niggas are not aggressive in checking each other as we would be with a nigga we don't know in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like if you my mm-hmm. homie, I'm not gonna be like. Hey, motherfucker, like, I might say what I, you know, I might say the same words, but I'm not going to come at you aggressive. I'm like, hey, dog, check this out. We got to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, you're going to
0: come in smooth. Like, hey, yeah, bro, like, we got to kind of yeah, fix what's how what's we be talking,
1: bro. Yeah, what's up? Like, because this ain't working for me no more, bro. Like, and if that's what it's going to continue to be, like, then we might escalate to, like, violence or aggression. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then but it's
0: going to be like bro. me and Gloves fight, right? Then it's going to be, you don't even be checking on me. <gasps> Where's the Taylor Swift? <laughs> bro, you only talking to me about music. I'm dying out here in New Mexico nigga. But it, bro, it's real shit. I I don't know. I, this might be one of those episodes where I hang up the mic and be like, damn, did I do too much? But I'm just being yeah. honest, bro. Like, I really be feeling like that. And again, it I have gotten to a point in my life where it don't necessarily bother me per se. Mm-hmm. I have come in for a landing, and I've said this to my wife several times. Like, I don't give it energy no more. Again, I am completely content with my life and how it's going right now. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Excuse yeah. me if it sounds otherwise. With having this to do with you every Monday and having the people that check in with me and you know, the people that's in my life in New Mexico and the people that mm-hmm. check in back home and however much talking I do to Mac from day to day, like the people that are in my life are solid mm-hmm. in there and I'm totally fine with that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm not reaching for like, call me more. That's not what I'm right. saying at all. Just yeah. know what you're saying when you call me is all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. And like, you just gotta, you just gotta have core cares. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of like how, and that was, I I don't want to say that that was my motivation, but like I've I think I've said that in years past. Like I ain't calling motherfuckers, but like it's it's almost like a plea for call me more. But like yeah, it, that's it, not what I mean. No, yeah, no. This year I said it, yeah. and I don't give a fuck if you call me or not. Like I holla at you when I holla at you. So like again, it's just the the, the core cares. Figure out what you care about, and fuck the rest of the shit that don't fucking matter.
0: Absolutely, it's like uh, I, I say all the time. I got friends that I don't have to talk to every day or every week. Like yeah, I might go no, a couple no. weeks without hearing from Reese, but when I hear from Reese. Best believe we are on the same page. So, like, I don't got to worry about the shit that's I don't got to worry
1: about. That's a beautiful thing about friendship. Same thing with my dog, Art. Like, that nigga's a pastor. He got a whole church. He be doing the most now. Like, I don't speak. I just told my wife the other day, like, 1,000% like 1, one of my best friends in life. Like, I don't even know if I got the right number for that nigga right now. <laughs> <I know laughs> and I'm, it's fine. I know I'm a team when I get home, though. And I love him. And we'll just pick up wherever we <gasps> left off at. Like
0: You're going to be home soon, ain't you?
1: I'll be home soon. We'll talk about it.
0: Hey, this has been the Dipped and Butter program, man. We appreciate y'all rocking with us, listening to me spill my guts, listening to Wes check in on me and be a good pillar of a friend. I did make sure I checked on him at the top of the show, so it's on record. So y'all can suck my dick if y'all think I ain't a good friend. But my name is Kat. You can check our uh, stuff up on dippedandbutteryoutube.com or something like that until we take it down. Something like that, but we'll talk about it. Whatever, no big deal. Yeah, that's all I got.
1: Yeah, and shit like that. Uh, it's your boy, West No Tea, and all the other shit that you know me for. Uh, this is episode 199. We'll see what happens <laughs> next week. You know what I'm saying? Just fuck with me, though.
0: Like I say, each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems, and the buffet is way too vast for you to just get chicken and mashed potatoes, bro. Throw some pizza on there and some steak and some shrimp bites, bro. That's what buffets are for. And uh, show more respect to buffets, man. I'm sick of y'all niggas acting all uppity.
1: Uh yeah we gotta we got that's still under uh, further review we're still looking at the footage on buffets we'll get back to you after we've completely reviewed the play uh, rule number one you all already know tell the friend and tell a friend not only about the podcast but that when them old people get to tripping flat out tell them I don't give a fuck and I don't want to hear none of that shit and then rule number two mind your motherfucking business yes sir we will catch y'all next week come on, come on come on come on we know you want more so come back next week and get it.